Thank you very much, Dom. And what a pleasure it is to be talking all things cricket. And we do have a very special guest to talk to talk us through it. Uh, this weekend is a very special weekend for the Sydney Shires Cricket Competition. It is the grand final of the Frank Gray Shield competition. It's the competition's under-24s aged competition, uh, similar in terms of prestige to the Point of Gray Shield for New South Wales Premier Cricket. Of course, that one is an under-21s competition. With that, we do have a very special guest joining us to talk about both clubs competing. It is the Epping Bulls against Warringah Cricket Club. Now, for Epping, it is their first grand final visit since 2015-16. That game, they were trounced against George's River, thanks to a masterclass in bowling from veteran Dan Yates. They have not won the competition in 15 years. They beat Burwood in that last one there. While for Warringah, they're aiming for their ninth premiership overall in the 23 years that this competition has been running. This would extend their record over George's River. It would also be their sixth premiership in 11 years. This is a favourite for the men in green. Their first time in the finals since 2017-18, which was a very low-scoring encounter against Burwood themselves, and I'm very happy to announce that the captain of Warringah's under-24 squad, Will Greenland, joins us now. Will, good evening to you. Evening, Vic. Pleasure to be here. You, you've taken on this team uh, as captain, and how have you found the adjustment from player to, to captain this year? Look, to be honest, Vic, it's actually been rather seamless. Um, fortunate enough to have a pretty uh, good core group of guys around me, uh, Jack Hazeman and Luke Parkinson, chief among those, who have really helped me transition from that player role to a captaincy uh, capacity. Um, so very blessed in that regard. But, yeah, enjoying it so far and loving that responsibility that comes with it. Now, similar to the Point of and Gray Shield competition, the, the big thing that they talk about is the culture of the Frank Gray Shield competition, yeah. not just necessarily with your club, but as a whole. Um, tell us how you felt about the culture of the competition from your view within the club and then the greater competition. Yeah, well, obviously within the club, it's a very tight, uh, tight-knit bunch of boys. Uh, we all play cricket together on Saturdays and then back up on Sunday, which makes it a, a very long weekend, so we may as well play with a bunch of guys we are. Uh, enjoy playing with. Um, in terms of the broader competition, I guess it's a similar sort of story. Um, you've all got young guys who are probably at similar points in their cricketing careers and it's kind of always a mutual respect among between players in different teams. Uh, and everyone looks forward to, to coming up against guys their own age and really enjoying a, a good contest, I think. Now, going through this competition this year, Warringah, uh, a pretty reasonable season all round. Second in the Sydney Sixers yep. Conference, 20 points. You finished one point behind Epping, who won the Sydney Sixers Conference. But what was fascinating to see about Warringah's performance is that you scored the most runs in the Sixers Conference um, and the second most overall behind Burwood, who scored 970 runs. And right. while you've been a good contributor to the to the, to the runs, a lot has to be said about the uh, the gentleman up the top of the order in Abhijit Verdi. Yeah, of course. Wabi's always been one of, if not the, the best bats on the side, and he just scores runs for fun. Uh, we were playing a game last season at one point, and he was sitting in the sheds at tea or lunch or something, and he just turned around and told, I think it was Jack Hayson, that he loves batting, and he doesn't want to get out because he doesn't want to come sit here and talk to us. So <laughs> I was sitting in the middle. Um and yeah, this year he's fortunate enough to spend a lot of time there for us and he's done a really good job for us at times, especially last week, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But yeah, it's a pleasure to have in the, in the team. And he's developed a bit of a reputation as being someone who can bat 
a long time. Like he's failed to just graft and graft and graft. Yeah. But yeah. what's really underrated, what's, what I've heard is really underrated about Abhishek is his ability to just explode when the moment comes. Yeah, well, once yeah, once he gets himself in, it looks like it's pretty easy for him, and he just kind of he hits bowlers to where he wants to hit the ball, and it's pretty good to watch, to be honest. Um, wish I could do that, but yeah. <laughs> so you're coming up against uh, well, the other uh, sorry, the other main thing we should mention as well, the most economical bowling in the Sydney Sixers Conference, and again, second overall behind North West Sydney, which okay. belies the fact that you're coming up against a a team that has been known to really graft wins out of situations where some would say they don't deserve to win. Well, yeah, we saw, we saw that last week against Burwood. Um, I don't think many were expecting Epping to get up in that in that contest, especially once he quoted those stats regarding Burwood. Um, but, yeah, I guess we've got to stick to our game plan and back out both bowling and batting units to do the job that they've been doing all year. Um, but you're right, they're going to be tough, a tough contest, a tough proposition to come up against. Um, and we know they're always going to be the fight. Uh, which is, you know, which is good to, to know going into a grand final. They're going to be up for it, especially um, without making grand final in five years. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, to be honest. Going through your form coming into the um, coming into the finals, you the one time you played against Epping this year, uh, early in the season, you won the toss, elected to bat. You scored, you were all out of the third last ball of the innings for 204. Runs fairly consistently down the, the order, but the story that came out of that, that match in particular were the three runouts you conceded while batting. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I think, I think at least one of them was, was Hazo. I'm just guessing here. It was, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there are a few risky singles towards the end, but, um, yeah, obviously, that being a good fielding side and probably took a few chances that were there, and yeah. But it has to be said, though, Epping were then skittled for just 82 in 26 overs, a bonus point win for Warringah in that game, with Matt Priest and Lockie Molyneux taking three wickets each. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to good to get some wickets early and keep going. Actually, I remember that game. I remember pretty much everything went right for us, really, um, which was unlike the week beforehand against uh, Roseville. We lost... Um, I think did Vinter and Wiggers get a few off top as well? They did, yes. Yeah. So we got a few early and then it just kind of sort of just kept rolling for us, which was good to see. Um, so hopefully similar dose repaired this week, but obviously we're expecting a much tougher matchup. Um, and we know we're going to bring that A game, so. Well, let's talk about that Roseville game in particular, because that was off round one. You scored yeah. nine for 171 off the 50. You got chased down with five overs to spare. Was yeah. that, uh, a struggle of blowing the cobwebs out or was it one of those games where in the field nothing seemed Thank you very much Dom and what a pleasure it is to be talking all things cricket and we do have a very special guest to talk to talk us through it. Uh, this weekend is a very special weekend for the Sydney Shires Cricket Competition. It is the grand final of the Frank Gray Shield competition. It's the competition's under-24s aged competition, uh, similar in terms of prestige to the Point of and Gray Shield for New South Wales Premier Cricket. Of course, that one is an under-21s competition. With that, we do have a very special guest joining us to talk about both clubs competing. It is the Epping Bulls against Warringah Cricket Club. 
Now, for Epping, it is their first grand final visit since 2015-16. That game, they were trounced against George's River thanks to a masterclass in bowling from veteran Dan Yates. They have not won the competition in 15 years. They beat Burwood in that last one there. While for Warringah, they're aiming for their ninth premiership overall in the 23 years that this competition has been running. This would extend their record over George's River. It would also be their sixth premiership in 11 years. This is a favourite for the men in green. Their first time in the finals since 2017-18, which was a very low-scoring encounter against Burwood themselves. And I'm very happy to announce that the captain of Warringah's under-24 squad, Will Greenland, joins us now. Will, good evening to you. Evening, Vic. Pleasure to be here. You, you've taken on this team uh, as captain, and how have you found the adjustment from player to, to captain this year? Look, to be honest, Vic, it's actually been rather seamless. Um, fortunate enough to have a pretty uh, good core group of guys around me, uh, Jack Hazeman and Luke Parkinson, chief among those, who have really helped me transition from that player role to a captaincy uh, capacity. Um, so very blessed in that regard, but yeah. Enjoying it so far and loving that responsibility that comes with it. Now, similar to the Point of Grace Shield competition, the, the big thing that they talk about is the culture of the Frank Grace Shield competition. Yeah. Not just necessarily with your club, but as a whole. Um, tell us how you felt about the culture of the competition from your view within the club and then the greater competition. Yeah, well, obviously within the club, it's a very tight, uh, tight knit bunch of boys. Uh, we all play cricket together on Saturdays and then back up on Sunday, which mm-hmm. makes it a a very long weekend, so I may as well play with a bunch of guys we uh, enjoy playing with. Um, in terms of the broader competition, I guess it's a similar sort of story. Um, you've all got young guys who are probably at similar points in their cricketing careers, and it's kind of always a mutual respect among between players in different teams. Uh, and everyone looks forward to, to coming up against guys their own age and really enjoying a, a good contest, I think. Now, going through this competition this year, Warringah, uh, a pretty reasonable season all round. Second in the Sydney Sixers yep. Conference, 20 points. You finished one point behind Epping, who won the Sydney Sixers Conference. But what was fascinating to see about Warringah's performance is that you scored the most runs in the Sixers Conference um, and the second most overall behind Burwood, who scored 970 runs. And right. while you've been a good contributor to the to the, to the runs, a lot has to be said about the uh, the gentleman up the top of the order in Abhijit Verdi. Yeah, of course. Wabi's always been one of, if not the, the best bats on the side, and he just scores runs for fun. Uh, we were playing a game last season at one point, and he was sitting in the sheds at tea or lunch or something, and he just turned around and told, I think it was Jack Hayson, that he loves batting, and he doesn't want to get out because he doesn't want to come sit here and talk to us. So I was sitting in the middle. Um and yeah, this year he's fortunate enough to spend a lot of time there for us and done a really good job for us at times, especially last week, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But yeah, it's a pleasure to have in the, in the team. And he's developed a bit of a reputation as being someone who can bat a long time. Like he's able to just graft and graft and graft. Yeah. But yeah. what's really underrated, what's, what I've heard is really underrated about Abhishek is his ability to just explode when the moment comes. Yeah, well, once, yeah, once he gets himself in it, Looks like it's pretty easy for him. He just kind of he hits bowlers to where he wants to hit the ball, and it's pretty good to watch, to be honest. Um, wish I could do that, but yeah. <laughs> so you're coming up against uh, well, the other uh, sorry, the other main thing we should mention as well: the most economical bowling in the Sydney Sixers Conference, and again, second overall 
behind Northwest Sydney, which okay. belies the fact that you're coming up against a a team that has been known to really graft wins out of situations where some would say they don't deserve to win. Well, yeah, we saw, we saw that last week against Burwood. Um, I don't think many were expecting Epping to get up in that in that contest, especially once you quoted those stats regarding Burwood. Um, but yeah, I guess we've got to stick to our game plan and back our both bowling and batting units to do the job that they've been doing all year. Um, but you're right, they're going to be tough, a tough contest, a tough proposition to come up against. Um, and we know they're always going to be the fight. Uh, which is, you know, which is good to, to know going into a grand final. They're going to be up for it, especially um, without making grand final in five years. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, to be honest. Going through your form coming into the um, coming into the finals, you the one time you played against Epping this year, uh, early in the season, you won the toss, elected to bat. You scored, you were all out of the third last ball of the innings for 204. Runs fairly consistently down the, the order, but the story that came out of that, that match in particular were the three runouts you conceded while batting. I, I didn't know that. I think, I think at least one of them was, was Hazo. I'm just guessing here. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there are a few risky singles towards the end, but, um, yeah, obviously, that being a good fielding side and probably took a few chances that were there, and yeah. But it has to be said, those Epping were then skittled for just 82 in 26 overs, a bonus point win for Warringah in that game, with Matt Priest and Lockie Molyneux taking three wickets each. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to good to get some wickets early and keep going. Actually, I remember that game. I remember pretty much everything went right for us, really, um, which was unlike the week beforehand against uh, Roseville we lost. Um, I think did Vinter and Wiggers get a few off top as well? They did, yes. Yeah. So we got a few early and then it just kind of sort of just kept rolling for us, which was good to see. Um, so hopefully similar dose repaired this week, but obviously we're expecting a much tougher matchup. Um, and we know we're going to bring that A game, so. Well, let's talk about that Roseville game in particular, because that was off round one. You scored yeah. nine for 171 off the 50. You got chased down with five overs to spare. Was yeah. that, uh, a struggle of blowing the cobwebs out, or was it one of those games where, in the field, nothing seemed to go right for you? Yeah, look, I think they're making too many excuses. A combination of a few things. Um, obviously, cobwebs during the season are always a factor. Um, but then again, it's also it was Rosewood's first game as well, so we shouldn't shouldn't rely on that one too much. Um, we also we did miss a few big names. Uh, HKS and Ned Healy weren't playing. Um, so we welcomed them back for the second round, and that probably just changed the team dynamic a little bit, which was good. Um, but, yeah, also the field, I thought we were a little bit unlucky in that game. Uh, again, credit to, to Roseville for, you know, making it pretty easy in the end. Um, they cruised in with five overs to spare. But, yeah, been a good turnaround since that point. And, indeed, you did get your revenge in the qualifying final against them. You scored less runs um, yeah, yeah. in that game, uh, only 164, but... It should be noted in that game that I believe the deck was still um, a little bit questionable given the recent rain that you that you'd had before right. Roseville were absolutely destroyed for eighty three. Yeah, there was a bit in that deck. Obviously, the the day before the entire competition got rained out, so um, I was just happy to get on to be honest in the first place. And then, um, fortunately, we got a few runs towards the back end of our innings and ended up being enough. 
well, quite easily enough because you had then had Luke Parkinson take four for nine and Matt Priest taking three for 22. Very contrasting styles of bowlers, but on the slightly wetter decks, they're probably some of the more effective bowlers in the competition. Yeah, yeah, massive credit to both boys. Uh, both of them bowled well in the last two weeks. Um, Priest, yeah, actually, I'm sure he'll get to it at one point, but he took his took a fire for his birthday in the semi-final, um, and he's bowling nice and nice and straight and quick, and he's knocking plenty of batsmen over. And obviously, Luke's always, you know, he's going to be in that same spot, ball after ball. And luckily for him, on a wet deck, it paid off, and he took pretty tidy figures. He was four for nine, I think, at the end, which was yes. much deserved. And then, of course, that game against Northwest Sydney, who had been the surprise package in, the, in this competition. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, they've been playing the majority of their Frank Gray Shield team in the first grade competition. Yeah. Um, and you ended up rock and rolling them thanks to Abhijit's 95 and five wickets to Matt Priest. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great, great match, to be honest. Um, I thought they batted very well to get to 200. Always good to score in a final. And then they bowled pretty well as well, to be honest. I think Arby just was the rock of our innings, managed to hang out there for a long time. Ended up the scoring after the second drinks break before Hazo came in and finished it off for us. So credit to Northwest Sydney, they had a great season. Um, and also a very good in the semi-final. I thought that I'm lucky not to go through, but look, it's cricket. Um, end of the day, a couple of key performers managed to turn the game for us and we're happy to move on to the grand final. Now, on the opposition side for yourself, uh, Epping obviously had the bye. Uh, in the qualifying yeah. final, uh, they finished, having finished first in the Sixers Conference. As we mentioned at the top of the show, they scraped over the line against Burwood. They chased down the 159 with only two balls to spare, but it's two veterans in their lineup in Brendan Ford and Sharon Rajendran, uh, who both took three wickets each and then carried the team home with an unbeaten 43 run stand for the seventh wicket. These guys, uh, very handy bowlers in their own right. But then their ability to play a very stubborn innings with the bat and yep. both carrying first-grade experience, are these the two key players for the team? I think they're definitely two of the key players. Um, I know the, the captain um, is a great bowler. He's always going to go for not very many runs. And obviously he showed his class with the bat in that last game. Um, we were following it quite closely over at Rouse Hill. Um, and when we saw him 6 for 110, we were not going to lie, we almost ruled him out. Ruled him out. Um, but obviously they must have had it very well to to do that against Burwood in a final is always a great achievement and to get over the line is especially especially noteworthy. So yeah, you're right. They're definitely two guys we'll watch out for. Um but yeah. The other the other ones to mention for their bowling, which is a very economical bowling attack, Ethan Colmer and Billy McCarthy, uh both with uh both with not many wickets to their names, but in one-day matches, it's all about the economy rates, and they've both got economy rates under two and a half. Yep, so obviously very tidy bowls as well. Um, I think the key for us is going to be manipulating the strike and just rotating those singles. We know Epping is often a quick outfield as well, so we should get value for shots. But look, quoting those those economy rates, they've obviously played a few games at home already, so maybe not. Maybe this might be a slow outfield, or maybe they're just bowling really well, to be honest, without having seen much of them bowl this season. Um but, yeah, we're ready for any challenge, I think. And, of course, as we know, the weather is uh, has been playing havoc lately, mm-hmm. so you never know what's getting, what you're going to get. There is a bit of rain predicted going around at the moment. Yeah. So who knows what will happen. Yeah, well, fingers crossed we managed to get a game in. Um, it would be a shame if it got rained off, but I think we'll be fine, Vic. Well, 
Will, we wish you the very best of luck, and um, you know it should be a fascinating game, and I believe we'll, it'll be covered on live stream as well. I hope so. I hope so for the fans out there. Thank you very much, Will Greenland. Thank you, Vic.